What's up, brother? What's good? What's good, my boy? How you doing? I'm doing great, man. I just left my favorite noodles and company, man. Every time I go there, I get free Alfredo. <laughs> the wife's hooking you up? <laughs> man, I sheesh, man. I can't even complain, man. I get free Alfredo. I get free Powerade. I mean... Isn't that nice? Now, try being married to her. So, like, before she worked at Noodles, she was at Buffalo Wild Wings when I first met her, like, a decade ago. So, I yeah. didn't pay for wings for, like, seven, eight years. Yeah. Yeah. You were I there for 10 the years? She was there for 10 years. Excuse me. 10 yeah. years at Buffalo Wild Wings. So, I didn't pay for wings for, like, a decade. And now, I haven't paid for Noodles in, like, three years, which is fucking awesome. So, hey. <laughs> yes. Gotta love that plug, man. Tell Rach I need some more of them coupons, though. Oh, yeah. She'll get you the coupons. That's, yeah. That's the real hookup. She pretty much gives those out like candy. But coupons, yes. coupons, coupons. There you go. She gave me like 10 of them first yeah. time I'm with her. Yeah. There you go. You're Use good for your already. meals. Did you really? What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I mean, it's, you really can't go wrong, though, man. That's, that's one sponsorship I would not be sad about having if we ever make that happen. But noodles is fucking fire. Yeah. Because I eat that shit, as you can tell, every single fucking day. Every day, absolutely. So it's yeah, don't blame me one bit. I'm glad you're getting the hookup too, but it's uh, it's a mm. nice little setup. What Alfredo with steak? That's what you eat? Yeah, I never tried it with steak before, bro. It hits different. It's almost like a stroganoff when you mix yeah. it all together, dude. They used to have stroganoff, and that was like my go-to. Yes, that was that my, my go-to. Right to ask race why the fuck they took it off. It's coming back. She says it's coming back. When? 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 It's a secret. Shh, we can't say. He's, she, okay, she said it's in April, but that's a Bank Bros exclusive. Woo! Exclusive. We had the insider insider uh, fucking information here. Inside info. Ooh, I'm but oh my notes. God, I'm so excited. Oh, Cannot fucking wait. I don't know why they got rid of it in the first place, but that was the number one. That was A1 every time. Yes. Absolutely. No pun intended because of the steak, but still. <laughs> man, oh man. Oh, can't wait. So don't quote us on that, people. If you heard it here, it means you heard it here first. However, if it doesn't happen, we're not liable for it. That was just some inside information from somebody who works there. But it sounds like it's pretty uh, concrete. Sounds I'll legit to us. Head. Exactly. And I couldn't be fucking happier. That's my shit. Oh, oh. yeah. Yes, sir. How was the rest of your week? Um, bro. <laughs> so, oh, man. You know how we did that relationship show on... Uh, our 52nd episode last week. And if you haven't oh. checked it out yet, please go check it out. There will be more yes. clips coming out soon. I promise yeah. you. Absolutely. So Thursday, there was a speed dating event. Okay. I saw you <laughs> posting about speed dating. I thought you were kidding. So you actually did this, huh? My ass fucking went. <laughs> yes. All right. Okay. I got to hear about this. Oh, man. So my ass fucking went, right? And, um, you know, we get there, sign up, whatever, whatever. And they, you know, I'm, I'm scoping out the ladies because the ladies are already signed up. They're already sitting at the tables waiting for us, the dudes. Uh, paint a picture. How many ladies are you talking about here? My bad. My bad. So there's about oh, 10 right? ladies. Okay, about 10, okay. 10 to 15. 10 to 15. 10 to 15 ladies. And there's about five more dudes than ladies. So give or take. Oh, okay. Of course. Right. Of course. And um, they're like, okay, uh, you guys could pick where you guys want to sit. And I'm like, I get a pick. Y'all fucked up. <laughs> Y'all fucked up. <laughs> I looked around and I saw this fine, like I'm talking about like fine, like fine bag of Hershey Kisses. <laughs> but the triple <laughs> fine. That was three yes. fives in a row. Yes. Wow. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, 
I knew this girl already. Interesting. So we went to high, we went to middle school and high school together. Okay. Okay. Um, never thought in a million years that I would have glowed up like this, that she would have glowed up like that, and we would have found Ooh. each other like this. You feel me? That so, sounds like the beginning of a love story, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> Just the way you're describing it. I'm like, oh, this sounds special. Go so on. So all the dudes, you know, all the dudes are looking around and I'm like, well, I know where I'm going. Boop, right. boop, 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 sit my ass right down. I said, what's up? <laughs> hey, hey. I said, what's she, up? She knew it was you too? She knew it was me. Okay. She knew it was me. You know what I'm saying? I sat down. I said, what's up? Boom. So we hit it off. We had, nice. so for the speed dating thing, we had three minutes to talk to whoever we were, you know what I'm saying, talking to. Yeah, but the catch was we had to talk to everybody that participated. Of right? course, that's how it works. And so you know we hit it off, boom, boom, boom. She didn't. She don't want me to tell y'all what we talked about, but <laughs> 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 but we oh. hit it off. It was, it was it was it's all good stuff. I promise. Yeah, you. yeah, all good stuff. Okay. Um. So yeah, we hit it off, boom, 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 and then at the end of the three minutes, I stand up and I go, "All right, I'm good. This is the only one I need." Oh. <laughs> That's a wrap. It's a wrap, folks. And so, for the rest of the time, I was just fucking around. Like, sorry, ladies, if I made you feel special, I was just doing my best Jim Carrey or Cat Williams or Wilson's wow. impression. I, I was just trying, you know what I'm saying, to make you feel heard and special because all you guys are special. <laughs> just not special to me. Your mind was already made up. Yeah, my mind was made up. You feel me? Okay. So it was at a bar, mind you. It was at a little like bar cafe ish type thing. Ah, all right, so cool. They got bartenders, you know, serving drinks and whatever. So sure. afterwards, I go straight to her and I'm like, you know what I'm saying? So what's up? And she was like, woo, woo, woo. And some of my guys pulled me to the side and was like, hey, come over here. Come take a, you know what I'm saying? Come take a, a shot with me or whatever. Yeah. And the reason why I mentioned this part is because I, I'm a little possessive, right? Oh, you I mentioned my, that. If I got my eyes on you already, I'm going to keep my eyes on you and see what you're doing for the rest of the night. You feel me? Yeah, yeah. If you want, if you want like some, I'm a flirt around type shit. Then I'm a flirt around type shit too. Don't you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. But I looked over there, and she was over there curving dudes. Oh, okay. Dudes, I I remember this one dude with long hair too. He had long hair like me. Ah. Went up over there to try to talk to her. She just skirt, skirt. That's his. Oh man. <laughs> the listeners on Spotify can't can't you know what I'm saying can't see me, but basically what she did was make a stank face. Oh, shake her head, you know, like that Shannon Sharp stink. Oh, no. yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that, exactly... Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> uh-uh, that's exactly what she did. I use and that, that gif all the time. And that shit fucking turned me on. <laughs> <laughs> I bet but I'm not surprised. Immediately, immediately on brick. Yes, immediately. No. Oh no. <laughs> and so obviously, you know, say so I spend the rest of the night with her, and she's mm-hmm. like. Um, what you doing tomorrow? I'm like, oh, I gotta work. She's like, what time you get off? I'm like, I get off at noon. She said, oh, you should come see me. I work until three. I work whoa, 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 here, here, here. And I'm like, okay, bet. I'm gonna bring you some flowers. Ooh, ooh. So, okay, but the flowers yeah. right away. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so you know, what I'm saying, got off work, drove over there, dropped off some flowers. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm gonna see you later. She said, yeah. Boom, drove home. Right next day, um. I had some things to do. That's a story for another day as well. <laughs> <laughs> some things to do. You know what I'm saying? So long story short, I went over there Saturday night to her crib. You know what I'm saying? Spent the night with her. Oh, this oh, oh, oh. is already taken care of. Huh? Oh, no, no, no. We didn't do nothing like that. Oh, nothing like that. Okay. I was like, wow. That, I was I was getting there, Siege. But okay. Gotcha. Okay. Since okay. you're already there, 
since you are there, I'll just say this. Well, spent Saturday night, night, so I was like, "Whoa!" Okay, spent Saturday night with her. Yes, yeah. Sunday night with. Ooh, you know what I'm saying? And we got to the point where you know what I'm saying. We was like cuddled up. Yeah, that quality time. Yeah, and we was like, "Fuck, I want to fuck." <laughs> you both said that. Yeah, <laughs> but then you know what I'm saying? we we like, no, we probably shouldn't. Yeah, we probably should. Yeah, I want to fuck, but no, we probably shouldn't. And so we was we was teasing each other the whole entire time. And I, I say all that to say this. Mm. I think that's how I know I'm, I I found somebody. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it's still early, but, like, it's some potential there. Like, I see it. Like, this is the NFL draft right now. Uh-oh. <laughs> and I'm on the bleachers with my binoculars, mm-hmm. and I just spotted a Calvin Johnson. You feel me? Oh, man. Yeah. You found a, me- a Megatron in the wild, huh? I found a Megatron in the wild, man. And um, man, like so far, so good. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, like I said, it's still early. We're gonna see how it play out, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna see how it plays out. It's not a race, not a race. But so far, I got no complaints. And it's looking like it's looking like she might be somebody. Mm, I ain't gonna get pretty... ahead of myself, but she seemed like she's gonna be somebody. I mean, you did seem pretty excited when you kind of mentioned it in passing, like you had something going on. I was like, Yeah, uh-huh. like, like you know how I mentioned I was on dating apps or whatever, whatever, fucking around? Uh, of course. Ghosted all them hoes. I mean, females. But females. Yep. Females. Ghosted yep. all them females. All the females <laughs> I was texting, I ain't texting no more. I done deleted their numbers. No, no, no. I didn't delete the numbers, but I deleted their little nicknames, whatever. Oh, sure. Um, Man, like, this is her. Hey, man. Um, and, th- and that quickly, too. Like, it sounds like it's been just a week, and you're already, you know, like, spinning your you wheels know, like that. I'm glad you brought that up because this is how I know, right? So obviously I've been single for a little while now sure. and I've been messing around with, look, I, I ain't trying to like talk big amongst <laughs> myself, but like I've been messing around with some females. You got some. Yep. 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 You know what I mean? And um, you can tell the difference when you've been around and been involved with a handful of females. You can tell the difference between like um like an appointment. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Transaction. Transaction. And like something that doesn't depreciate something with value. You know mm, what I mean? Value. I like that. Value. Yeah, and and like when you know, you know. That's for damn sure. It's it's always it's always harder to explain, but when you've been in the situation, you just know, right? Yeah, look <laughs> at you. Yeah, two kids later. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely know what you mean, man. It's the the levels. There are levels to the game, and that's a big one. Yeah, man. I would and, say for me it was probably a little more I don't want to say romantic but like I am a more a romantic for sure. So the way I pursued Rachel was that old school '90s love story in an old, you know, John Hughes Wait. movie kind of thing. You talking like, about like you go over her house with a boombox on your shoulder and you blasting yeah. love songs and shit, and she come out, she look out her window, and then she crawl out her window. You you forgot about the pouring rain, but yeah, essentially. Oh yeah, the pouring rain, and you rip your shirt off like Usher yep, or like exactly. Ray J in One Wish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let it burn, let it burn. <laughs> uh, yeah, it it was definitely along those lines. I mean, I took her on her first date and everything she ever had. So, but the way I went about it was Whoa. very. Oh, did I ever tell you how I met my wife? No, please tell the world and Sully and Sydney how you met their mother. Oh man. Okay. How oh, I met your mother. I don't want to cut <laughs> your story off at all though. Are you like No, no, no. I'm I'm done. That's basically the gist of my stories. Go ahead, sir. Because I'm really happy. If that's the case, you found a little bit something special. I do have some follow-up questions, but I'll I'll circle back to yeah. it though. Let's get it. Let's uh get it. The, the long story, I won't go too deep to it. 
So this, again, we've been together for, you know, about 13 years now. When we first met, it was at a friend's party who is a former guest of our show, Mr. DJ Ramon. It was his, it was his party, actually. So yeah. it was New Year's Eve. Uh, we're kicking it at his house. Had a bunch of, you know, guests over, a bunch of drinks, whatever. And Rachel was a friend of a friend. So she was there. I was there. My boys were kicking it, whatever. I remember distinctly that she came downstairs and he introduced us. And by that point, I would say I maybe smoked three bowls at that point. So I was not on the same planet. There was nothing tying me to planet Earth at that point. He was, so on, he was on Pluto. I was on Pluto at that point, but I was having a good time. I remember just saying, hey, what's up? You know, nice to meet you. That was about it that first night. Didn't say much. Shortly after, on Valentine's Day, we all decided to go out again. And this time we went down to downtown Milwaukee, went down to the, the bars on, you know, Water Street. Everybody knows Water Street down here. Oh, and, yeah. And again, this is back then, so it wasn't as rowdy as it is now, but it was still a fucking good time. So went to a few bars, and Rachel was part of the clique, too. And we went to this one. It was like a country bar, but now it's something different, I think. Mm. At the time, that there's actually a fun story behind that, too. At the time, they had a Valentine's Day special where it's supposed to be like an icebreaker game. So they handed out playing cards. And to each person who was, if you were single, you grabbed a playing card. The idea okay. is you're supposed to get a card, find your matching card, and then buy them a drink. That was the icebreaker. Nice. So, yeah, you know, interesting concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By that point in the night, Rachel and I were already just sitting at the bar just talking. Just, you know, chopping shit up. Yeah. And then they hand out the cards, and we get our cards, and we kind of look at each other and go, eh, do you want to just buy each other a drink instead of going around and, you know, looking for a complete stranger? And yeah. she said, she said, yeah, so we bought each other drinks just because we're equals, you know? Yeah. And bing, bang, boom, I asked for her number. She says to this very day that she lost that number because she ghosted me for three weeks after the fact, but I still had her number. I think we exchanged numbers that night, so I was able to pursue her a little bit without being too pushy. And then I asked her on a date. She said, sure. And what I did was I ended up making this secret plan in Milwaukee. So I would go down to all the places I wanted to take her. Mm. I did this myself. It was about maybe a few days before the date, and I would take a random photo of a place we were going as a clue and send mm. it to her. So I ended up taking her to, it was a restaurant called, I believe it was called Watt. And it was in the Intercontinental Hotel, which doesn't exist anymore. It's a new hotel now. But it was a really nice hotel in downtown Milwaukee. And it had a nice restaurant. So I took her to dinner there. Couldn't eat a bite because my stomach was in knots. Just butterflies. Just, oh God, I couldn't eat two bites in front of her. That took me like six months to eat anything in front of her because I'm a slob when I eat. And I really <laughs> wanted to impress her. And I remember her going, like, you're not going to eat? And I go, I can't. I just I can't fucking eat. So that was all well and good. So for that, I gave her, like, a picture of, like, the letter logo for the restaurant. And that's it. And now remember, this is 13 years ago. So Googling wasn't as snappy as it is today. So just because I sent her a picture doesn't mean she's going to be able to Google search the image and all this at that point. Exactly. So, Wait, so what, had, what year was the seat? 2010. That's right. So I gave her photos of red arrow park which is an ice skating rink downtown milwaukee great place great place great place great place so i forget why i sent her there but it was like i think it was a picture of the sign or something for red arrow park but it wasn't the entire sign it was yeah. just like the logo again and then i took her to ice cream at cold stone so Ooh. a little bit of you know That's good ice cream very you know, nice place yeah nice place and then I also took her to, oh, what the hell is the place called? What's the place? The fireplace? 
Yeah, she's gone. Anyway, it was a, a bar downtown Milwaukee also that was really is I don't even call it a bar. It was Bar Louie. Thank you. It was Bar Louie. Bar Louie. Okay, I know what that is. I know what that there is. There you go. Yeah. So Damn, hold on, hold on, hold on. To all the young men listening out there, CJ is putting y'all on game. Take motherfucking <laughs> notes. Class is in session, cuz. Right. Right. You gotta date these people. You can't just take them out. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Like, where's the romance, dude? Like, hmm. court. What happened to courting people? So hmm. I'm old-fashioned like that. You know my story about not having a father. So, you know, taking a woman on a date is a big deal for me. So all that to be said is, you know, took her to all these places. She had hints for them all, but she couldn't figure out where we were going. Ended up being an amazing date. You know, ice skating, ice cream, you know, drinks by her fireplace. Just perfect. Perfect first night. Uh, fast forward to today. Two kids, a house, and a nice job later. And a dog. So here we are. It's It was pretty great. And I think I did pretty well on that date. I was nervous. I was, you know, butterflies and stuff. So I we think it about, worked you know, out just fine. I think I, it worked out. Scoreboard. I don't you know. know. So. <laughs> Might be a wild guess, but I think it worked out just fine. You know, I think it worked out. So that's just to say is, you know, when you talk about your your speed date and how you're already kind of like feeling those kind of butterflies a little bit and just like what's going on and yeah. you, you, you get that instant connection and shit. I, I understand that. So when you're like, oh, my, my question for you that I want to circle back to was you said you knew each other in middle school and high school. Did you guys even talk back then? Yo, like maybe like a little bit. But not like but, that, right? No, we had so we so we had so I met her in seventh grade, but we didn't have class together. Mm. In eighth grade, we had the same classes and everything. So I saw her like throughout the entire day, damn near. Yeah, but um, you never thought of her that way, huh? Nah, nah, she never thought of me that way either. See, <laughs> you know, like we was talking, and she was yeah. like, "Yeah, I always thought you were just like a good boy." I was oh, like, "Oh boy," <laughs> I was like. I'm glad you think that. You know, right. you know what? You're probably the only person in the world that thinks that. I was gonna say, of all the people who have I've heard describe you as a fuckboy, even to the last episode, <laughs> someone like Dre, who didn't even know you at all, immediately thought you were a fuckboy. I'm like, damn, fuck? dude. Like, what the fuck? You just you got attacked so fast. So it's interesting hearing about it from that point of view of saying, like, hey, it's somebody you knew from your past who you didn't think about. And I think you mentioned the fact you both glowed up too, because, you know, that's more slang that I'm getting used to saying as well. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. it sounds like one of those stories where neither one of you were like hot shit, quote unquote. I don't know if you were in high school or not. No, facts. facts. They, they, but Hey, look, look at I'm you a now. late bloomer. I'm a late bloomer. That's why I still look so young. <laughs> yeah. You know we, I mean? we talk about the facial hair. It's just not going to work anytime soon for you. I don't think, but no. look at that. It sometimes, the universe just provides, I think, and people who you never see coming. And I've said as many times to anybody who will listen to me when they talk about, oh, you and your wife are so great. How come you guys are so perfect? You never fight all the Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still hard work. But at the same time, when it first started, when I first met her, I was mm -hmm. in the same position you are. I was looking. I was trying to be out there, but, you know, didn't have a lot of success for anything long term. And then when I finally kind of stopped and understood I wanted to have more and I wanted to settle down, mm -hmm. she found me. She came into my life. Mm -hmm. I may not have been on the planet when she came into my life, but she did. And it's not until you look back and go, wow, all the things that happened to me in relationships up until that point were supposed to happen the way they happened. Because mm -hmm. if I didn't fuck around in college, if I had actually finished a degree, if I had you know, pursue the connections and friendships I had made. There were so many people who wanted me to move to Minnesota, like to the Twin Cities and like stay there. 
I always thought that was going to be my next, my my long term destination was being a Minnesota guy. The land of sins. The land See, of sins. As you bro, call we it. probably would have met there too. So it probably been... <laughs> it would have been. I think it would have been fate that we met for sure. It would have been fate. But on her end, like for me to fuck up that much, and for you know, plenty of other things to happen. Things at home happen. You know, uh, sicknesses and illnesses happen with family members. I need to come back and take care of. So that all led me to come back home, which led to Rachel. So. Mm, mm. It's just it's one of those things, and I look I look back at the relationships I had and the people who I were in serious relationships with, who I thought I was going to marry at some point, and the fact that it didn't work out is a blessing. It's I look back and go, oh thank God. Especially if I look at them now and I go, the fuck happened to you? So all I'm saying, all, all that to say is, if this is the way your origin story starts, you're gonna look back in a few years and go. This is why it started this way. I had to get through X, Y, and Z for my life to be ready for this. It's kind of crazy and it's it's kind of freaky, especially for someone like you who's yeah. very spiritual and like, you know, tied to the earth and understands like what the universe really has in store for you. Like when you see it all come together like that, it's fucking terrifying and beautiful at the same time. Yeah, no, and it's crazy because it's this is all documented. Exactly. So you can look back at this fucking show, and I hope your fans look back too and go like, wow, look at all the growth he tried to make that opened the door for something like this. And I, I'm getting ahead of myself, I know. But yeah, yeah, but, yeah. I know but, what you're you getting know, at. You know what I'm getting at, though. So yeah. it's, that's fucking crazy. And I, man, it sounds like you're on you know, rainbows and butterflies right now, and I hope it does turn into something beautiful because that's, oh, it's the most wonderful thing in the world. You talk about me being in dad mode, and yeah. Trust you know me, what? it's it's great. <laughs> this is this is how we know that I'm changing, all right? Mm. Because I'm gonna tell you to play the music now because I gotta text her back. Oh, okay. Let's play the music now, then. Fuck it. Because I, I gotta let her know what I'm doing. Like it. She thinks I'm watching Power. Oh. Which, <laughs> That's a good guess. That's a good guess. How much power do you watch? <laughs> Yo, no lie, no lie. All right, before you play the music, no lie. Like I watch Power right before I go to sleep. All that action and drug dealing and shooting and killing and fucking like I don't know why that just soothes my soul. That's because you're from the streets and you your ass lives in Milwaukee. Hey, so you're used stop, to it. Stop dry snitching. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it is. I used to live out there too. If, it, if it's too quiet outside, I can't sleep. That's, I'm just that way. I need you know some shit's gonna happen. Exactly. I need the gunshots. I need the backfire cars. I need the loud bumping music. All at the least streets. the sirens. At least the sirens too. Yes. Okay. Some bad shit's still going on. All right. That's right. Like I'm fine. If it's too quiet, I'm unsettled. I, I, oh, I can't. Shit. I can't do that. What suburb am I in? Mm, <laughs> you're exactly right. There's a few places I've stayed where I'm like, this is uncomfortable. And only because <laughs> it's too quiet. I had to sleep with a fan just because of that. I need some kind of noise. Fan, TV, multiple fans. Air purifier, all that shit. I need it all just to fall asleep, or my brain does not shut up. It, I gotta drown it every night, drown it out. <laughs> but yes, I can stop the music right now, so you can text your lady friend and let her know what you're really doing, because it ain't power. <laughs> it ain't power. We'll and make the power moves, though. Hey, power moves. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Well, fucking start the music right now, and let's get the show on the road. One, two. Lock, lock. Hey, hey. 
Oh, good. Well, we can welcome everybody back to the Bank Bro Show. Thank you so much for pushing play again. We're glad you came back, especially after last week's one-year anniversary extravaganza, which is a ton of fun. Like my man said here, we had two special guests on. Big relationship panel. We got balls deep with some relationship questions. And quite a lot of alcohol was shared on one guest. The other one was Stone Cold Sober. But it turned into a great episode. We hope you enjoyed it. And like my man said, more clips to come. Uh, But in the meantime, if it's your first time with us, welcome. We're so glad you joined us. In case you didn't know, my name is Siege, the Hakuna. That's Rizzy, the Matata. So we got no worries on this show. That's how we like to do it. What a fantastic movie. Did you know that's my favorite Disney movie of all time? It's top three for me. Lion King is top top tier. It's top three movies all time for me. Like movies. All time? Oh, wow. Movies, period. Yeah. I mean, it's a great choice. It's a great choice. Again, as long as it's the animated version, I can't fucking stand the live action shit. None of the Disney live action. Oh, and I love and Donald Beyonce. That's I what I'm saying. Beyonce. That movie was trash. You can't do emotions on live action animals. It doesn't make any sense. On Lion King, it's you know expressive eyes. They can draw smiles and all that shit. If it's live action, it's just animals. It's Natural Geographic. What were you thinking? But yeah. then Beyonce had the Beyonce all over it. She had to have her own song, and she had to just every song she did, she had to like the whole extra Beyonce shit she does, which in any other aspect is great, but then you remember it's a movie about animals, and you kind of go, maybe calm the fuck down, Beyonce. Maybe just, just, a, just a stitch. Just calm down a stitch. But I digress. If I, could, if, if I had to pick, that's number three for me. Number two, Mulan. Fucking Oof. love Mulan Oof. so much. Great pick. So much. Love Great it. Pick. Number one, though, and I will stand by it for the rest of my life. It's a goofy movie. Mm, that's a great it's, choice. It's a goofy movie. It's the most underrated Disney movie of all time. I've talked about it on the show before. I love Tevin Campbell. Everything yeah. about that movie is top tier. Wait, I think it was one of my trivia questions one time. I It might have been. Yeah, Tevin Campbell. I believe it was. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit is so fire. And Aladdin, I like too. But top mm-hmm. four. Those are my top four right there. But goofy movie. I can probably quote that entire movie myself. I've Oh my god, I love it so much. Um, as for my week, nothing that special. Took the kids to a water park. Pretty nice. Damn, some more dad shit. I'm telling you, I've been, dude. When it gets to this like type of year, where it's January, the holidays are over. It's gray and cold outside. Like it's so easy just to hibernate right now. So I'm trying my best not to just be sitting on my ass all the time. So fortunately, Rach got the hookup and. Friend of hers got her some passes to this really fucking ritzy ass water park, indoor water park, of course, at a hotel right down the street from us. So took the kids there. They had a fucking blast. No head injuries this time. Thank you, Lord. Because the last time we went to a water park was when Sid Buster had and had that giant knot on it. That was oh, like yeah. been the past summer here. So nothing like that happened. We were all good. And I still made it on time to watch some football at a brewery. Fuck yeah. It was great. Um, Let's see what else happens. Sid got some new glasses. That's cool. You know what's great? I'm so glad that kids don't make fun of glasses anymore because <laughs> when I got them, I had the, the big old Coke bottle ones and like kids are fucking ruthless on that shit. Now it's cool. So her confidence is through the roof. She looks fantastic. But a really cool thing, and she demands that I bring it up, and I absolutely will. Um, 
a few days ago, last week, early last week, we come home, there's a sign in our front yard. And I go, well, what is that? And it says student of the week. And apparently my daughter won student of the week in her school. Let me go again. Oh, you saw that? That shit was crazy. That shit is crazy. They measure it, you know, I guess, like, how good you are and, like, just being a leader and just helping out around the school and just, you know, being knowledgeable and respectful. So just, man, I'm telling you, these kids are just stacking up the accolades in 2023, 2024. That shit's funny to me because at school, she's some type of angel. Right. And And I know that's that is what that's called. Good parenting. Because I don't, if she's going crazy at home, it's because she's comfortable. But as long yeah. as she's being respectful and being a leader at school, it means I'm doing something right. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, but how ironic <laughs> is the the psycho here is the one who gets student of the week. But very, very proud of her. We're all proud of her. So she got to, you know, take some pictures and, like, she gets a lot of recognition for it this week, too. So, yeah, that was another very proud dad moment very early in this year. So hopefully more to come with that one, too. But. Yeah, man. Stacking up accolades. That's yes, what we're sir. about here. Yes. Yes, sir. Awesome dad shit. Good awesome shit. Awesome dad shit. I'm trying, man. I've got so much more to do in this next couple of months here. But yeah, I'm like fully dad mode. And I don't know when that all started other than just the last few months. But I've been trying to hit it, man. We got all the all this housework done, all these new renovations. I'm still trying to add to it, man. I'm trying to have a party house. <laughs> so mm. all the woodwork and the remodeling, the dad mode is going to continue at least throughout the summer. I'm I'm in it trying to get this shit done. I got too much mm. space to not have enough fun in this house. You know what I mean? <laughs> and you got to have me over. Of course. Mm-hmm. First fucking seat at the new bar I build. You already know that. Yes, sir. Already fucking Let me know get, it. Uh, two shots of Henny. One for me and one for the bartender. Got it. You have your own <laughs> bottle of Henny here with your name on it. Ryan's Henny. Rizzy's Henny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those are big Matata's Henny. Matata's Henny. Matata's Henny. Yeah, people were like, what the fuck is Matata? But yes. <laughs> no, people were like, who the fuck is Rizzy? I thought his name was right. Matata. <laughs> <laughs> well, it for them to figure it out. Oh, man. But speaking of accolades, I think some athletes got some accolades we need to talk about in the NFL. And that comes in playoff wins. Yes. Woo! Because this past weekend was the divisional round in the NFL and it's a big exciting games on the docket so we you know we got to recap it I don't think we had any shot bets on these this week did we I don't think we did I don't think we did okay that's good because like my god <clears throat> sick, I'm sick of losing all the time but yes these <laughs> games were gonna be fire on paper we had some big predictions for them so let's get into that and of course I gotta start with your boy Lamar Jackson and those Baltimore Ravens Taking El on freaky. the C- El Freaky, taking on CJ Stroud and the Houston Texans. This was a game that I was highly intrigued by with the Texans on a roll. Stroud looking like, a, like I said, a 10 year vet, just the most poised rookie QB I've seen in a long time. And I'm including Mahomes in that because even Mahomes' first year, he's a little jittery. Stroud looks like he's been here. He's good. He's fine. But this shit was a back and forth battle. It was even tied up at the half. So, that first couple of quarters, I was like, is Houston going to pull this shit off? Like, the upset of a lifetime? Both defenses played very hard in that first half. So, like, I think it was, yeah, just three points for both of them in the first quarter. They both got touchdown in the second quarter. So, we were dead even here. 
And Stroud was getting like multiple drives that he just could not get the points. And that was the big story of that first half. When Houston really needed it, Stroud was trying to get them there. It just wasn't coming together. The run game really let Houston down this game. So they were trying, but they kept it very close until the second half. The second half, it was all Baltimore, baby. And trust me, we've talked about MVP in this, in this show for a long time now. This leaves no doubt. If it has to be a quarterback, Lamar Jackson locked it up with this game. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. Two rushing touchdowns, two passing touchdowns, 100 yards rushing, and 100 passer rating in the same game. Do you know who else has done that? Nobody. Mm. No one. He's the mm. only one to do that shit. So this was the Lamar Jackson game I've been waiting for. And oh my God, it couldn't come at a better time. Ravens smacked the Texans 34 to 10. And they go to their first AFC title game hosted by Baltimore since 1971. So Baltimore is going to go apeshit for this next game. And as for Houston, this season, they needed to answer one question. Do they have a franchise quarterback? Ryan, do they have a franchise quarterback? Man, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm going to just say yeah. I feel like it's a yes. I yeah, feel like I'm it's a yes. Say, I'll let him pass. I'll let him yeah. pass. This, if anything, it just showed, I think, that Houston is just, they're not ready for the elite teams yet. Yet. However, when you look at the expectations the Texans had for their season coming into this year, blown out of the water. 10 and 7, blown out of the water. Mm. Receivers that, again, who the hell, who the fuck were these guys? Didn't matter. Houston has some dogs on offense. They got great defensive pieces. That mm-hmm. line just needs maybe in one or two more. But I think they answered that Stroud is the guy. Now you just need to get him some more weapons, a little mm-hmm. more protection, and let's fucking go. And one big thing I, I will shout out about Houston here, no sacks, no turnovers. So as much as they got smacked around in this game, for, at least for that first half, they mm-hmm. looked on par with Baltimore, except for the run game. I think the run game being non-existent definitely did him in. But No, that's a credit to that Baltimore defense. I was just going to say, I'm like, I don't know if that's so much like Singletary not being good as much as Baltimore's defense is being fucking stellar. And we know that shit. I saw Roquan Smith do his interview and I sobbed another fucking five minutes. Just He is just thriving on that fucking defense. He's got so many weapons around him. Man, Baltimore looks amazing top to bottom. But what do you think of this game, sir? Man, this game went exactly how I thought it would. Mm. Um, I knew it would be close in the beginning and I knew Baltimore would pull away and win this game pretty decisively. Um, mainly because of that defense. Mm. They got Roquan. I keep talking about him. Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen. Those two fly around like some madmen. It's like, insane. It. I don't. I don't know how else to put it. These two They're are so all good. Field, um, always colliding together in tackles. Right. And this is why their run game, Houston's run game, got shut down. Is because of these two guys and the rest of that defense, the defensive backs, they all tackle from Kyle Hamilton mm. down to Marlon Humphrey. Um, this defense is a Super Bowl caliber winning defense hands down and what makes this team even scarier is the guy that plays quarterback for them <laughs> because there's there's no answer for him so all right what happens if you lock up all his receivers he's gone exactly <laughs> <laughs> <Bye, Lamar. laughs> yeah uh, i loved him running through into the tunnel after a touchdown yeah that's so classic that's so old school and i was like that's lamar that's it 
That's a pick and poison offense. All business. Yes, sir. Doesn't matter what you do, he's gonna give it to you. Mm-hmm. Hot and ready, just like Little Caesars. Woo! I fucking love that. Um, Five dollar pizza, bro. <laughs> and again, another thing with this offense, there's no true number one receiver. No. So you don't know who Lamar's gonna throw to. Nope. He doesn't mind spreading the ball around a la a Tom Brady back in his uh, early days in New England. Yes, sir. So, and Baltimore can run the ball. That's Absolutely. for damn fucking sure, even if it's not Lamar. Gus Edwards, Justice Hill, they all pitch in. Wait till Dobbins comes back. And, <laughs> and, uh, fucking Dalvin Cook got a carry. Right. I uh, forgot they brought Dalvin Cook out of nowhere. Like, damn. Yeah, they had Melvin Gordon. Yep. Yeah, he could have left. <laughs> <laughs> But still, just but yes, weapons, weapons this, everywhere. This Baltimore team is primed for a Super Bowl run. Uh, I, I saw it from the start. This is exactly what I expected for them. Yes, sir. And um, I can't wait until they prove me right. <laughs> Ooh, we'll get there because I have a very fun question for you in a little bit, but you're absolutely right. Ravens, I think, just top to bottom. I don't think another team stacks up with just pure fucking raw talent. It just mm-hmm. Balls. There's so many dogs in this team. And I love how you said the run game, it doesn't matter. You never know who's going to go off. Lamar was the one with the 100 yards this time. 100 yards rushing for a quarterback, but Hill had 66 for his own. Gus Edwards had 40. Dalvin Cook had 23. So, like, everyone, 229 yards between all four of those guys. Like That's absurd. That's probably more than Houston's entire offense. Exactly. Like, Houston, Houston, you know, comparatively had 38. Rushing yards total. Lamar had that on one carry. Right. So <laughs> there isn't another team that is this stacked up in every aspect of the game. So, woo, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think both teams showed the levels to this game. Baltimore definitely is ready for a chip. Lamar is ready for a chip. He's playing out of his mind. Houston, I just think a few more pieces, they're going to be a real fucking problem. And I love it because. That fan base deserves it, honestly. I, you know, I'm not a big Texas guy at all, but Houston's been through the ringer. And I love seeing teams bounce back from the gutter, from the mud. So let's see what you got, Houston. Let's see what the draft brings for you. It's going to be No, the future's bright. They're, they're going to be a force in the AFC for 10 years. Yeah, easily. I think so. I fucking think so. Well, speaking of other forces in the AFC, let's pivot over to the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo mm. Bills. Mm-hmm. Oh, this game, this game was heartbreak after heartbreak after heartbreak. (laughs) Oh, oh, Buffalo for both teams. If we're being real, (laughs) if we're being real for both teams, but for Buffalo, oh, Buffalo, that's all I kept saying after. Oh, Oh, Buffalo, oh no, the the amount of grown men I saw sobbing in the stands. Yeah, damn, I felt, I felt for. I just, I just feel bad. I feel for him. And if you watch the game, it was like they were just meant to lose. I, it was destiny, right? Like, yeah. we we talk about this with KC and Buffalo. That is what the fourth time now that KC has taken Buffalo out of the playoffs. Like, if it's not but in they the they haven't row, beaten them in the regular season. Thank you. So it makes no sense. They, the Buffalo gets this big head of like, oh, we're the ones that can take Kansas City out. Buffalo always plays them well in the regular season, but when it comes to the playoffs, they somehow just keep getting matched up, and Buffalo is the one that keeps on suffering, suffering. Every fucking time. And this game was so close. Back and forth. Another back and forth all day. Both teams trading points throughout the entire fucking game. Until the fourth quarter. Casey was able to go up 27-24 in the fourth. 
And then here's the the shitty thing for Buffalo. Tyler Bass gets mm. ready to kick that field goal, and I could see the PTSD of wide right just color every Buffalo fan's face. They were just holding their breath. And what does this man do with the freaking tying right tying score on the line? He kicks it wide right. Mm, mm, mm. Kansas City gets away with another one, mm. another one, and go to their sixth straight AFC championship, which is just absurd in this era. It, back in the day, I get it, just because football is a little bit different. I think it's harder now to go to six straight title games than it's ever been. So I can only give kudos. I know I talk a lot of shit about the Chiefs and Taylor Swift, and but I learned, again, not to bet against Kansas City. I had them winning this game, but it's like, Jesus Christ, man, that Mahomes to Kelsey thing just still hasn't been broken yet, and they keep finding a way to do it with, ironically, what, the worst receiving core they've had other than Rasheed Rice? So I don't know how they're still getting it done, and I'm sure you could tell me. And again, I don't want to take anything away from Josh Allen's performance here. He did a great job until the end. And honestly, Buffalo could have won this game. Allen had two big misses in the red zone, including a Khalil Shakir route where I don't know how you throw him like 10 yards shallow. Like He was almost by himself in the red zone, right in the end zone. And Allen misses him completely, which led to the field goal. And the wide right, of course. So Allen could have put the nail in this fucking game, and he couldn't do it, which is, if you listen to Buffalo fan bases, that is kind of their narrative about Allen is he's fantastic until the the lights are the brightest, and then he tends to crumble. So I'm hoping that's not going to be his legacy because I really like Josh Allen. I'm a big fan of his as a a quarterback, as a player, as a person, but you can't beat numbers and facts, man, and He's showing that he's just good enough to miss out on championships. And unfortunately, the history of the NFL is littered with quarterbacks like that. So we'll see where the Bills go from here. I said, again, if it wasn't this year, I don't think it's any year. I don't know what they do. I don't know who gets fired. I don't know who leaves. It sounds like Diggs wants to stay. We'll fucking see in the offseason. But what did you really think of this game, sir? Um, man, this I hate it when classic games get ruined by kicks. Oh, kicks. Brutal. And I don't want to blame Tyler Bass because really it's not all his fault. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. That's his job to kick the (laughs) fucking ball into the fucking goalpost. That's his job. job. And he (laughs) fucked up. So he deserves some blame, but I'm not putting all the blame on him. Uh, Like you mentioned, Josh Allen was missing a couple throws late in the game. He missed actually not just throws, reads. Uh, One time he, um, it was, I think it was second down. He had Stefan Diggs wide open. Uh, on a shallow route across the middle. Mm. And he decided to throw a fly ball to Khalil, uh, whatever his name is. Khalil Shakir. Shakir. Yeah. yeah. Khalil Shakir uh, and obviously missed him. And then they ended, I forgot what they ended. I think they ended up punting. If I'm, I don't know, I might be mistaken, but I think they ended up punting. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Josh Allen could have been sharper down the stretch. Yeah. But to start the game, like Josh Allen was being Superman. Yeah. Well, 100%. My he God. was on his game. He was on his game. Absolutely. Um, they had the lead the whole time in the half and just, Man, and I don't want to take away. I don't want to take away from his performance, but we have to bring up the fact that he missed throws and reads late when they matter. Crucial, crucial um, throws. But man, as far as Kansas City, like they didn't play too bad on offense. If I'm being no. completely honest, uh, they didn't so. play up to their you know 
normal potential of what we know they're they're capable of doing. Right. But Mahomes was balling though. Like he was. that's a tough defense. It is. That's a very tough. I think they led the league in takeaways this year. Oh, I think you're right for sure. I think it's by far, if I'm not mistaken. Because I had them in fantasy and they were going nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they are some bogs, man. And um, you know, Mahomes, Rasheed Rice, they got into a nice rhythm. Travis Kelsey was Travis Kelsey again. Of course. Um, and there was, I think, the one play that really won it for the Chiefs was uh, it was a busted coverage. Um, they were lined up in a bunch to the left, and uh, someone. It was Kelsey. He took the deep corner, and there was a a shorter corner. And obviously, you're supposed to follow Travis Kelsey. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, there was a bust in the coverage, and obviously, Travis Kelsey caught it, scored a touchdown. That was Kelsey's touchdown. He'll make you pay every time with that. Yeah, every single time. And the the way the Chiefs line up, they always line up in a close bunch formation that's closer to the line of scrimmage than it is flexed outside by the numbers. Right. Uh, because they like those outbreaking routes. I don't know why teams haven't caught it yet, and that's my point. Buffalo, how many times have you played this team? Right. And you this... still don't know what the fuck they're going to do? <laughs> how do like, I know? <laughs> the same iteration of this team, too. Not even just, like, the Chiefs. It's this Chiefs. <laughs> like, what? That that said it all to me. Like, when that happened, I'm like, look, they haven't learned their lesson yet. No. The Chiefs are going to find a way to win this game. And when McCall Harmon fumbled the ball out the back of the end zone, oh, I said in my mind. That doesn't even matter because Mahomes is going to come back and score. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care what Buffalo does. <laughs> Mahomes is going to come back and score and win this game. And yep, we Look all know what that. happened after that. Um, so I'm excited to see Kansas City play Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I think Mahomes versus Lamar is the new Peyton versus Brady. Box office, 100%. And um, – we're going to get years and years of this with C.J. Stroud thrown in the mix now, too. Yes. Oh, man, this is going to be fun. We still got Josh Ooh. Allen, but, man. Right. And even some of these lower-level these lower level QBs in the AFC are still <laughs> Burrow, Herbert. Like, you still got some fucking ballers who are just mm-hmm. mid-tier at this point. So, like, yeah, AFC is going to be dangerous for a long time right now. So, I do love it. I do love it, but, yes, Kansas City is moving oh. on. Who do you, who do you have? Who do you have? Casey or Baltimore? Oh, we'll get to that. Let's finish the NFC side and then we'll do one to our predictions for the damn uh conference championships cuz I definitely want to know what you think. All so right, I'll bro. hold off on that one. I'll hold off on that one. Let's All switch right. over to the NFC side because you know we got to talk about the Green Bay Packers and the San Francisco 49ers mm-hmm. because oh man. And here's a fun thing for the first time and I think Bank Bros history we are in agreement about Green Bay, and that is they should have won this fucking game. They should have won this game. They should have won the game. I, I'm sorry, Packers fans. Like, I'm not that sorry because you know I can't stand you, but like, I'm kind of sorry. You love play out of his fucking mind. This was Green Bay's game. The defense was stellar, stellar defense, which with Green Bay, you haven't been able to say that in a long time. They've been waiting to get rid of Joe Barry and his punk ass. All year long, and they finally did officially. Yes, it's done. However, this was the best Green Bay defense I've seen in a while. So, mm-hmm. and on the flip side of things, not even about that, Brock Brody played putridly. He was terrible most of that night. This is probably the worst I've seen him. Like, he was missing no, people. Baltimore. I, I know you would say, okay, yeah, that's a good point, too. 
one of the worst performances I've seen Purdy put together. He was missing people everywhere. Everywhere. Love was shredding the Niners defense. Put that in perspective. That's a top three unit in the NFL. Mm-hmm. He also did the same thing to the Cowboys, whose defense is also really fucking good. So Love is not shying away from these elite defenses, and he was punishing the Niners. He looked like another 10-year fucking pro here. Mm-hmm. Man, that was fucking crazy. The Niners hung into this game because of one person, the true MVP, Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey ran in for his second touchdown of the night, followed by a late pick for the Niners. Love threw a last-minute pick that sealed the deal, and the Niners held on to a squeaker 24-21 win, and they head to their third straight NFC Championship. And this is just another one of those cases we just talked about before. I just think destiny was against the Packers here. This is a team in the Niners where Packer fans just can't stand playing them in the playoffs. They can do pretty well against them. I know Niners usually get their number in the regular season too, but the Packers match up pretty well with them overall. But the playoffs happen, and those two teams play, and the Niners, I mean, the Niners just get the job done no matter what the Packers do. So surprising result? No. I had I thought the Niners were going to win, but Packers made that look like a silly prediction very quickly in this game. So the fact that it ended up like this was that was the surprising part. So Yikes, Green Bay. Love gave him his best shot. He spread the ball everywhere. Romeo Dobbs looked like a fucking all-star out there. That was fucking crazy. I mean, Aaron Jones is still an absolute animal on the ground. Mm-hmm. I don't know how he's not getting every contract extension he's ever wanted, every fucking dollar. He's, he's The guy is scorpion pepper hot on the fucking field. So he was running all over the Niners, 18 carries for 108 yards. The guy was just bawling. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't meant to be. McCaffrey was the man, 98 yards on 17 carries, two touchdowns. Receiving for the Niners was fine. Kittle had the most with 81 yards, but a lot of this was like Jawan Jennings and Brandon Ayuk. They lost Debo Samuel, who might not play in this next game either, so that's pretty fucking big if you ask me. But he's like the one guy who's not an all-pro on that offense. So, mm. But he's, he's still Debo Samuel, so you got to be kind of careful with that one. Mm-hmm. And as much as I hate to say it, Green Bay, you got your quarterback. They're going to be a force. I was singing the praises and doing their death song at the beginning of the year. I thought Green Bay was done. And I said it weeks ago, love is the guy. They prove they can hang with anybody. And they are going to be a problem in the NFC for a long fucking time. I'm just hoping and praying that the Bears do something to compete and not just let them take over the next decade on top of the last 20 fucking years. But what do you think about this game, sir? I mean, you just kind of already said everything. Like, <laughs> My bad. <laughs> they got McCaffrey. What can you do? That That's all that happened. But, um, <laughs> Brock Purdy didn't look good. Um, I mean, Kyle Shanahan took the ball out of his hands late in the game. As he probably should have. Obviously, why McCaffrey McCaffrey the Packers McCaffrey? <laughs> that's I don't know, man. That's basically what happened, man. This uh, this Green Bay should have won this game. I think so, honestly. And I'm not saying there was anything like robbery about it. I just felt like I don't know. It was a Vegas thing, destiny thing. I don't know. I just I think Green Bay just has that kryptonite that the Niners just have on them. They just can't get past them. But it's weird. But I don't see it lasting as long 
as other rivalries when it comes to how unbalanced it is. Packers are going to be able to punch the Niners in the mouth pretty fucking soon here. But maybe another draft, maybe another two drafts. Then they're going to be cooking with fire, but cooking with gas. That's the phrase, cooking with gas. I'm a cook and I said that wrong. Great. <laughs> God. But let's talk about the game I know you really want to talk about, and that's this man's Detroit Lions and a very tough Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Came to town, Lions hosted another playoff game. They're going insane. Talk to us about that game, and I want to know all your emotions in that game too. <laughs> um. So – Coming into this game, I knew this defense was going to be tough. And that's exactly what we got. We got a tough defense. Um, it was hard to move the ball against these guys. I mean, David Montgomery only had like 30 yards. Uh, St. Brown averaged less than 10 yards a catch. So this was a very stingy defense. Applied mm-hmm. a lot of pressure. Uh, but I knew eventually we'll, we'll, we'd figure them out and we'll find a way to win. And that's exactly what happened. We got big-time playmakers at every position. Yes, sir. And uh, we gave the ball to Jameer Gibbs. And we just let Jameer Gibbs run wild. Woo! Uh, inside zone, outside zone. Uh, Jameer Gibbs was ripping runs off for like 40, 30 yards. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Jameer Gibbs played very well. I thought both of our rookies on offense showed that the moment is never too big for him. Absolutely. Uh, Laporta playing injured, still contributing. I think he led the team in receptions. Um, he did, yes. Nine receptions. Uh, and then Jameer Gibbs led us in rushing. He only had nine carries. Exactly. But 74 yards and a touchdown. Like you said, that yeah. big 31 yard chunk he just pulled off at a crucial yeah. moment, too. So, yeah. Yes. Um, but the guy I want to talk about is Amon Ross St. Brown. Woo. Because when we needed to put the ball away, the, the ball game away, he was lined up in the slot, one on one, press man coverage in the red zone. I knew where the ball was going. Mm. I was watching the game with my dad, and I said, Dad, this is a touchdown to 14. <laughs> Called it out, huh? And what do you know? Amara St. Brown runs a slot fade route, one of his best routes, catches the ball over the shoulder, touchdown. Jesus. Why was that so clutch? Because Tampa Bay was bombing our bitch ashes with Mike Evans the entire game. I don't know why we kept lining up Cam Sutton across from this man. Press man covers one-on-one the whole game. He just got teabagged the whole game. I- I've, been t- I've been trying to tell y'all, this guy was getting destroyed. And I mean destroyed. <laughs> by the baby Mike Evans in Drake yeah. London. Yes. What do you think is going to happen when he meets Charizard Mike Evans? <laughs> oh, I swear, every time I saw Sutton line up against him, I, I, thought, I thought about you. I was like, he's probably throwing every, shit at his team right now. <laughs> every time, me and my dad would look at each other like, God damn, nobody can cover this guy. No. My dad was nuts. looking at him, my dad was like, damn, that guy's fucking tall. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> Yeah. yeah, Sutton's up to his nipple and shit. <laughs> you too short. Mike Evans, shout out to Mike Evans. Oh my god, he was torching our ass. Like, whew, Jesus. Eight receptions for 147 yards and a touchdown. Evans was whew, dynamite. And I felt pause all of that shit. Felt <laughs> <laughs> in your guts. I felt pause. all of that shit. <laughs> Oh my oh, god! Oh man, yeah, Evans was at y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, I kind of expected this, but I didn't expect to feel all of that shit. Got a pause. <laughs> There's no way of getting around that one. <laughs> god. <laughs> oh man, oh, but I get man. it. I get but, it. If I was, I he was balling, dude. But you know, I, I do want to talk about something though. Like, yes, sir. 
before I talk about the way our defense played, I just want to shout out CJ Gardner Johnson, man. <laughs> I knew it was coming. He was talking his shit before the game. And what happened? First possession on defense. He catches a pick. Beautiful. It's beautiful. He ran up the sideline, threw the ball back at Baker. <laughs> yep. Fucking <laughs> his shit. Have it back, brother. Man. Have it back. And look, I, I could I was probably the most excited Lions fan to get this man back because I knew he was capable of things like this. When the yes, ball sir. is in the air, he can go make a play on it. When someone is carrying the ball across the middle of the field, he can make a play on them. Right. And pause, they're gonna feel him. <laughs> Everybody's feeling it tonight. <laughs> Everybody gonna yeah, you know what I'm saying? They're gonna lay that Detroit wood, you feel me? <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong at no, all. But, but yeah, I'm man, I couldn't be more than happy with the way my defense played though. Cause Aiden Hutchinson was in the backfield constantly. Um Ali McNeil was in there making plays. Again, our secondary of Fatih Malafanu mm. making plays. CJ Garner Johnson, I mean, outside of our DBs. Of course. Like our, our corners, our corners, our, our corners, our corners are ass. Right? I know, I know. It's been Absolute your one ass. thing all year. <laughs> but you got. But Brian Branch, that's a rookie. Like he, oh my god. <laughs> that's we talk about C.J. Stroud looking like a poised veteran. Yes. Brian Branch plays like a poised, physical, run stuffing safety slash slot corner veteran. Slash slash slash. <laughs> like he doesn't ask. All. To ask a rookie to help in the run game, to help pressure the quarterback, right? To help cover the best slot receiver, to cover tight ends, mm. like that's a lot to ask for a rookie. And he's Confidence. doing it all. And he's doing Absolutely. it all at the highest level. Look, he. I just want to put this into perspective. Yeah. He's doing it at such a high level. They took C.J. Garner Johnson and said, "You could just play deep safety." Because C.J. Garner Johnson came from situations in Philly and New Orleans where he was playing that right that slot true. position. Mm-hmm. So. That says a lot, and I'm I'm very excited because we go up against a San Francisco 49ers team that I feel like we match up very well against. Absolutely, absolutely, especially especially with their offense because I'm I'm excited to see how we guard Kittle. That's gonna tell us, yeah. Because if we throw Brian Branch on him, I like our chances. Well, I mean, I really like our chances. But why don't we transition to the predictions right now? So you're going Lions in your game, huh? Hell yeah. Because okay. I think that's what we're going to do. Because that's what we've been doing all year. Who, whoever is their tight end or slot receiver, they're probably going to get guarded by Brian Branch. So I think Brian Branch will be on Kelsey, maybe not full time, but 60% of the snaps. Sure. And I like my chances with, with that. Um, I think with or without Debo, I don't give a fuck. I want him to play so we can beat them at their best. Attaboy. Because CJ, CJ Garner Johnson going to come out looking for this man again. Oh, yeah. Because CJ been talking that shit, and he what CJ saying is all facts. Every time they play, he be looking for Debo, and Debo be nowhere to be found. He either getting locked up or he don't want to play because his quarterback got hurt. What type of shit is that? <laughs> Valid question. And I, I want to see it just because I know both those dudes are big shit talkers. So, like, yeah, bring, bring it all on. Oh, yeah. man. I can't oh. wait for that. But then offensively, I think we're going to give their secondary hell. Mm. Um. And I think we can run the ball against this team because we are similarly physical to Baltimore. Yes. And Baltimore was abusing this team. <laughs> like That ab- is very true. Abusing this team on the ground. Um, Ran I, think the David Montgomery, I think David Montgomery is going to have a bounce back game. Needs to. You might cry a little bit. I'm okay. 
I cry more about Roquan than I do with David Montgomery. Like, mm. I'm, I'm happier for Montgomery than I am for Roquan, but Roquan to me is like the bigger loss for us than mm. Montgomery. Montgomery was great, but like for the Bears, we always have thousand yard rushers. Like, whatever. Like, Jordan Howard is a fucking thousand yard rusher. Who gives a shit? But like, Roquan is a like defensive masterpiece of a player. So that one makes me sob a little bit. Montgomery, if he gets a good game, I'd be like, all right, great job, buddy. You deserve that. He deserves to have this for sure. Detroit fans deserve this fucking game. This is the first NFC championship game for the Detroit Lions in 32 years. 32 years. I'm not even 32. You're not even 32. So, like, you guys are one. I just want you to just take a second. You are one game away from a Super Bowl. Your first ever Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And the only thing you need to do is get through Brock Purdy and Christian McCaffrey. I know the receivers are great too. No. Those those You're two. Wrong. You're wrong. You know, I'm saying no. Let me finish. Let me finish. I'm not saying Purdy is a challenge for you. I'm saying how ironic oh. that Brock Purdy is the one that's keeping you. From a Super Bowl. McCaffrey, worry about him. Purdy, that's your gatekeeper? That's what I'm getting at is I have the Lions winning this because if that Niners team shows up, the one you just saw last week, Lions are running them out of their own fucking stadium. If the regular dominant Niners show up that they have in offseason, regardless of how you feel about Purdy, the Niners have been dominant this season. If they show up, I still have the Lions winning this, but I think it's closer than you think. But if Purdy is your gatekeeper? Come on, man. I feel really good about Detroit being in the Super Bowl right now. That's all I was going to get. No, I, I uh, struggled around it too hard, yeah. No, 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 you're good. Um, <laughs> I just want to say, like, first of all, we low-key not even supposed to be here. <laughs> you're not. <laughs> this wasn't supposed to happen. I knew the Lions were going to be good. I yeah, always, yeah. I already knew they going to be division champions. That was without saying. This, though? You're, you're playing on house money now. Like, yeah. It's all bets are up. Let's just see how far you can go with it. Yeah. And um, if I'm being honest, I wasn't going to bring it up because I'm expecting the Niners at their best. I mean, but that's like you what said, money would tell you. If they come out and play like how they played against Green Bay, they're going to get fucked up and blown the fuck out in their home field and probably get embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Um, Philly comes to mind when I see this team because Philly was dominant all year until the last like six games. And then it fell apart embarrassingly in the first round of the playoffs. That Niners team I saw last week reminded me of Philly a lot, where the holes were craters all of a sudden, and they couldn't hang. And thank goodness for them they had McCaffrey, but that Niners team doesn't belong in an NFC title game, where the Lions have proven all year they absolutely do. So I think all the momentum is in Detroit right now. It just is. They're lucky we're not playing in Detroit. <laughs> they are so lucky. Oh, this game is I can not only imagine. I can only imagine. Do you know how rabid y'all would be in mm. an NFC title mm. game in Detroit? Mm. Oh, mm. no. They don't want to see that. But that is my official pick. I think Detroit mm-hmm. is about to get to their first Super Bowl. And I could not be happier for y'all. Like, I've been saying it all year. Who's not happy? I look at every map. Detroit. In a Super Bowl is America's pick. Yeah. By far. By far. Yeah. Like, how can you not like us? We go for every fourth down. Right. They're fun. They're exciting to watch. Their coach is so great. The the yeah. coolest dude 
in the NFL, talks with all heart. He makes you want to run through a wall and you hear him talk. Like, what is there not to like about Detroit? I don't, I don't know, it. man. But you and that fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I love that guy. Like, oh my God. So, yes, I'm hoping for it. It's going to be a fantastic game. The biggest test in probably Detroit's history until you get to the next test. The, ne- the next test. But get to the game, man. Get to the show. You fucking no, earned it. You deserved it. Put the fucking blue ski mask on and let's get to work. You know what? I got us winning this game on double digits. See? I feel if it's that Niners team, I agree. I agree. I think a couple of picks, I think you Look, roll right through them. I'm on Ross St. Brown's finna give this secondary hell. Oh, yeah. Big I, fucking game. I don't see anyone giving St. Brown problems. Traverius Ward, he's a great corner. Don't get me Absolutely. wrong. Absolutely. But I'm going to be on the record when I say this. He can't guard Amon Ross St. Brown. Few can. Very few can, if any. Like Jamel Dean did a great job. There you go. Um, but in my He's opinion, gone now. <laughs> in my opinion, Jamel Dean is better than Traverius Ward. That's just my mm. opinion. Ward is on the way up, but I agree. Dean's on a better level than him. But like I said, Ward is a great corner, but he right. can't mess with St. Brown. And y'all about to see on Sunday, and I can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> Woo! If you win this game, I need a reaction video from you because I'm sure it's going to be nothing but tears. <laughs> oh, oh, man. I don't want to jinx anything. We're we going to we wait for that one. We wait we'll, wait, we'll wait for that one. Uh, but for the other game, the AFC Championship with the Baltimore Ravens hosting the Kansas City Chiefs. Who do you have winning this game? I'm sure I know the answer. Yep, I got the Baltimore Ravens, baby. It's the Baltimore Ravens, of course. Yes. I think Baltimore wins this. I think this game is going to be a low-scoring game. Um I got Baltimore winning because Lamar Jackson and his dynamic playmaking ability with his legs to set up his arm and vice versa. Yes, sir. Um, that's going to be the difference in this game. I think they win something like uh, 23 to maybe like 17. I actually completely agree with that for sure. I have Ravens winning this one. I think Lamar is playing at the MVP level. I think the the weapons he's got, he's been spreading the ball around too. He's not just running for his life. These are methodical runs. So he's getting his receivers' weapons. Flowers is starting to really bloom. Sorry for the turn of phrase there, but <laughs> but he is, though. Flowers played great last week. So, like, he's starting to really get it on, like, likely is starting to really catch fire. You even still have Beckham's just kind of chilling around. He's always good for a surprise game, too. So, like, they have weapons. And, again, like we talked about, that stellar fucking defense. I just... As much as I never want to bet against Casey ever again, because I always lose, and I might be jinxing it just by saying it this time. Who the fuck knows? But on paper, Baltimore is the better team. Lamar is playing out of his mind. It's gonna be a really good game. I think it'll be close for a lot of it. But I agree. I think I think Baltimore is gonna have a pretty solid win here, especially yeah. at home. Mm-hmm. And Lamar looks like he's dead set for getting that ring. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. But man. No, that defense, that defense is going to play very well. I think they match up very well against uh, Kansas City. Yes. Um, Rasheed Rice. I'm 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 going to be curious what they do with Marlon Humphrey. I don't know if they're uh, going to play with Kelsey or Rasheed Rice. Right. Um, I, that's going to be the interesting chess match to see. That's going to tell a lot about the game. Because uh, yes, if they put them on Rasheed Rice, I think they blow them out. Yeah, that's probably going to happen. I think. Well, I don't know. I got to see how it's going to pan out. But man. A Detroit and Baltimore Super Bowl, that's, a, like I said, that's America's choice. That's what we all want to see. I'm sick of the Chiefs. I'm sorry. No offense to them. I need it to be done. 
They have been too dominant. They're the defending champions. Knocking on the door again. I'm done with it. And as the Niners, likewise, you all just had your shot at the, at the championship. You didn't get it done. So, like, Detroit and Baltimore would be a fantastic finale. Fantastic. So, mm-hmm. bring that game on. I, that's my best case scenario. If we get something different, whatever. But I would love it if those two teams win. And those are going to be my official picks for sure. So, Mm-hmm. Well, fucking Detroit, see. Baltimore, Detroit, Baltimore. In other news, of the NFL, because again, when you get this close to the end of the season, all bets are off and all the news starts breaking out. The coaching carousel swings around. And I want to talk about one particular coach that just got brought in mere hours ago. And that is the big man on campus, Mr. Jim Harbaugh, getting mm-hmm. signed to coach the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, Bears, I can hear Bears fans crying all across the world because I really, really fucking wanted us to get Harbaugh. It made too much sense. The man was a bear. Like, that's a Chicago guy. Like, he is born for that job. But we apparently love Iberflus so much that we didn't even call Harbaugh, and it is what it is. However, yay. yay. However, Harbaugh also was a charger. So, it does make a lot of sense for him to do this too. And I would argue as sucks it is as much as it sucks for us, boy, does he have some weapons and toys to play with on that team? Mm-hmm. Not to mention a bona fide stud of a quarterback at Justin Herbert. I know he's had his troubles coaching, whatever players getting hurt all the time. The chargers, like we've said before on paper are wildly talented. Mm-hmm. They just keep, they keep having these cursed-ass seasons where none of them can make it through a whole fucking season to save their life. Yep. But Harbaugh matching up with this level talent on this team, I think is a great, great pick. What did you think about this pickup? Man, I thought this was brilliant. Um, I think this is the guy that's going to turn it around, and um, the Chargers are going to be scary next season. Um, <clears throat> I know we always say that about the Chargers. Because they should be scary. But- They're supposed to be scary. But now they got somebody at the helm that is not only a good, like, X's and O's coach. Yes. He's a great motivator as well. He's a player's coach. People forget he's a hardball. He's a player's he's coach. Very much a hardball. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? That same culture they got in Baltimore, that's the same culture they kind of built in San Francisco, if you remember that. That is correct. That's so, breed success. And for those of you living under a rock, Jim Harbaugh just won a championship in college with the Michigan Wolverines. Going undefeated. So and that he man got suspended earlier this season. There you go. Came back from that. There you One go. One a natty. One a natty. So that man cannot be stopped. He's wildly successful everywhere he goes. So this is, I think, a great fit. I'm pissed off because I wanted us to have some foresight of bringing someone that dynamic of a coach into a team like us that has talent where he could really maximize it. But boy. There aren't many better spots he could have ended up than in L.A. So we'll see. On paper, again, that team should be in total business next year. And I hope they are because I do like watching them play. But they got to just stay healthy. They got to get the right pieces. And everybody's got to be cool playing through a whole season. Because, my God. If Mike Williams can stay healthy. God. This team is going to be fucking amazing. I'm telling they can, you. They can hurt you on that team. So when Mike Williams plays, he is damn near unguardable. He's too big. Way like too he's, big. His catch radius is I don't he might have the largest catch radius I might have ever seen. Like larger than maybe Calvin Johnson. Exactly. The guy's a fucking eagle 
just with his arm span. His, yeah. his wingspan's crazy. So, yeah, they have talent up their asses. Harbaugh is absolutely the kind of captain you want running that fucking ship. So, mm-hmm. congratulations, L.A. Congrats. We'll see how it all goes for you. Uh, before we transition, it's been a few weeks, but I do have one of my world-famous PSAs. <laughs> this one is pretty quick. Uh, for all of you who have friends with kids, like myself, or even if they don't have kids but have a really fucking busy job, the PSA is your friends are exhausted. They're so exhausted. It's January. It's post-holidays. It's cold. It's gray. January is already like the biggest depression month of the year. It's, spirit, it's spiritually draining. So if you try to reach out to these friends and we don't answer you, so help us, God. We still love you, but we're just fucking tired. Answering the phone by itself is an exhausting endeavor to take on. So we need you to understand all that. We will catch you whenever we're just conscious enough to be fun and social. But don't take that shit personally. If you are trying to get a hold of your friends and they don't answer you, stop getting in your feelings about it. We will catch you when we catch you. Mm. But we tired. We're tired. We tired. We tired. That's the PSA that's completed. <laughs> Fucking tired all the time, bro. Tired all the time. I second that message. I second that message. God, are you tired? I know you tired. You ain't got kids either. But you, you do a lot. So tired. So I'm tired of bullshit. That's what I'm tired Abs- Absolutely. Yeah. But let's stay on the coaching tree here. But let's switch sports and talk about the NBA. <laughs> Because, again, we live in the land of cheeseheads and reindeer, and the Milwaukee Bucks decided to <laughs> shake the fucking tree up and go crazy by firing their head coach, Adrian Griffin, after only 43 games. Now, keep in mind, the Milwaukee Bucks are 30-13. and 13. They've won 30 games. They are second in the East, and there have been rumblings of dysfunction here and there in the locker room philosophy clashes with with Giannis and some come to Jesus meetings after the uh the in-season tournament and you know their heart was called into question and coaching was called into question and you know the defense took a giant step back but we understood that was going to happen you got rid of Drew Holiday so I mean and Grayson Allen so like you need to understand the context that defense was going to suffer but you brought people like Damian Lillard in so putting all that on the coach was kind of a bold move, and now he's gone, and the Bucks already have their next guy in Doc Rivers, which clearly means to me, like, they were talking to Doc for a minute. This has kind of been in the works. Now, I don't care. I don't know about, you know, tampering and laws and all that shit. I'm not a lawyer, so I don't fucking know, but this seems like as fast as it moved, it was pretty fucking, sn- you know, neck-snappingly fast of a turnaround. So I want to know... A couple mm-hmm. questions from you. Yeah. Does Doc Rivers bring them a championship, knowing his track record? And how do you think this is going to affect Giannis and Dame in the long run? Do I think Doc Rivers brings Milwaukee a championship? No. I don't think he's that guy. I don't think I he think is either. I think he has one of the most... <laughs> All right, this is, what, this is what they're doing. When I say there, I mean the Boston Celtics of, I think it was 2008. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, you know how, like, you milk a cow and like the titties get like empty. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> titties. <laughs> Ain't no more milk in them bitches, bro. That's an utter. That's a titty. It's, 
<laughs> oh my god! I'm gonna get you a, a biology book at some point. Yeah, but you, but you got what I mean, right? But I got what you do, but that's not a titty. Bro. <laughs> Go on. Anyway, the Boston Celtics of 08—they just squeezed all the milk out already. They shooting powder now, like, bro. I don't know why they keep talking about this overrated ass ring. Y'all three motherfuckers got together, only won one ring. Oh, no. All of a sudden, they label Doc Rivers as a championship-winning coach. Ah. He's got as many rings as, as Ty Lue. There's a ring. <laughs> as Ty Lue, you're absolutely right, though. Yes. So, I mean, god damn. How long has Doc Rivers been coaching? Long fucking time. Ty Lue only been coaching since the Cavs. Right. Yeah, just two years. And another thing about Doc Rivers. Mm. I brought this up before, and I'm going to bring it up again, and I'm going to just clip that whole video right here. Do it. The, the 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 montage I made of Doc Rivers and his team's blowing these leads. Yes, this was like what episode three or something. We were way yes. back. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck is up with him and his teams, but they will always find a way to lose. They were up three one against the Pistons. Yep, lost. They were up three one as the Clippers over the uh the Rockets lost. <laughs> and then he was up three one against the Nuggets in the fucking bubble. Lost. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh. And then last year, number one seed, Joel Embiid, James Harden. Someone tell me how far they went in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, man. And guess who And guess who coaches the 76ers now? Mm. Nick Nurse. That's right. That is a true championship winning coach. Absolutely. Um, Not taking anything away from Doc Rivers. I just think he has one of the most overrated and over-milked rings of all time um and they need to let that shit sail i think so and nick nurse built fucking toronto from the ground up to get that championship like plain and simple but yeah i, I don't know man i think the bucks fucked up when they fired uh boot hoser yes sir that was always my stance on it um no matter what no you sense. say about coach bud no matter where he's been atlanta milwaukee san antonio he's always had a very good defensive team absolutely he so brought Milwaukee a championship. Exactly, that too. So he won you a championship. He's proven that he, you know what I'm saying, as a coach, can coach good defensive teams no That's matter right. where he is. Yep. So you you let him go, right? And then, sure. and then uh, Drew Holiday, just the greatest uh, perimeter defender in the game. No biggie. That's That's also all. a very underrated playmaker and scorer on the offensive end. But yep. no one's talking about that. Nope. You let him go. Bye. You get rid of Grayson Allen, who's a good 3 and D player. Yes, sir. Who's thriving in Phoenix right now? Yeah. What the uh, hell? And you expect your defense to stay the same? No. Not to mention you brought in Dame and Beasley, who are not who defenders. They shoot. They shooters. They're not defenders. But, but this is what y'all wanted. Right. You can't want this and eat it too. You know what I mean? You got to pick <laughs> one or the other. You know what I mean? Look, you like, like look down. When you said that. I was like, oh god. <laughs> look, look, like you, you, you can't have dudes that don't know how to play defense just wake up and learn how to play defense. No, that's not a thing. Doesn't work like that. All right. Mm. If it did, you'll see a lot more two-way players in the league. Absolutely. Um, Milwaukee has what I call a lot of one-way players. Mm. They can only do, they can only do one thing outside mm. of like Giannis. Uh, oh yeah, I'm gonna take Dame out of there too. They can yeah. only do one thing. Right. Look, Malik Beasley, Bobby Portis, Pat Connington can barely do one thing. <laughs> Connington, yeah. But you're not wrong. 
So it's like, what do you expect, Milwaukee? Right. And it's gotten them this far. Don't get it twisted. Milwaukee, even with one-way players like that, has been successful. But coaching it's, is a big fucking deal. And it's it, – the, but the, the concern is defense. They're winning defense. games like 140 to 130. Exactly. You're not going to put a game against the Pistons. <laughs> You're giving them one third. Who's scoring the ball for the Pistons? Kane not out there. Right. Kane is hurt. <laughs> right. I don't know how you let them get that many. Like, the fuck, man. You should be you should be beating the Pistons without Cade if you're the Bucks with Giannis and Dame. You should be beating right. them by 20, 30. No offense to you or anything, but like yeah, yeah no, let's just be real. You shouldn't be right. giving a one thirty to us. Even the Bulls have been giving them some fucking problems, and I'm like, we Bulls never give them problems. shooting as Demar Derozan. Thank you. Like he's giving you fits. Like come on, man. Against like Giannis and Dame, and right. I love Derozan, but I'm Me saying too. against Giannis and Dame. Because right. Zach Levine is out right now. Exactly. That's just science. The Rosen yeah. shouldn't be getting those off on these guys. So, like, yeah, I don't think that this was the right call. And firing a dude with 30 wins after 43 games is pretty fucking unheard of. So everyone's losing their mind a little bit about this. And, oh, boy, we'll see, Milwaukee. I don't think Doc makes them the whole, you know, it's not going to fall apart or anything like that. They're too fucking talented for it to fall apart completely. But... It's just a weird, abrupt move that, honest to God, and I hate saying it, it makes me wonder if there's something else going on. And it's just that we just haven't heard yet. I'm not going to put anything scandalous out there. I haven't heard anything. This is not a fucking rumor mill. But it's just the the speed in which it all went down just made my eyebrows kind of raise and go, what are you guys not telling us? Because this was very abrupt. Even with all the news up until that point saying things were in turmoil, this was like, there, it was done. There's a door. Peace out, bitch. So we'll see. We'll see, Milwaukee. But a little suspicious. <laughs> God. Last but not least, in more positive news. Actually, it's positive for what the results are. It's negative and sad for the connotation behind that. Uh, this past Monday, that was, uh, what day was that? The 22nd. 22nd of January was 18 years to the date of Kobe Bryant, the the Black Mamba, the GOAT himself, legendary 81-point game that he dropped on his own. It blew the doors off of the sports world. I'll never forget that fucking night. It was amazing. Somehow, this past Monday, there were three separate games in which three players had immaculate performances of their own, and we're going to count them down from the highest to lowest. Joel Embiid and the Sixers played uh, Wembenyama and the Spurs, they beat them 133 to 123 on Monday, but Embiid ended up with a 70 point game. Hmm. Absolutely absurd. Beating Wilt Chamberlain's Sixers record of 68 points in a game all the way back in 1967. And here's the kicker it took Embiid 37 minutes to do it. 37 fucking minutes for 70 points. That's the fastest to 70. Of all time. From a guy who is that fucking tall. You just don't see that very often. I think he's one of three to hit 70 being over seven feet tall. So Embiid went insane. Meanwhile, the Timberwolves, they they lost to the Charlotte Hornets. But Carl Anthony Towns set his own franchise record. 62 points, eight rebounds, hitting 10 three-pointers. Unbelievable. And, of course, our boy, Mr. Kevin Durant. What did he drop? 40 points? 43. 43 points. 
But he had back-to-back 40-point games. Big-time fucking points for Mr. Kevin Durant, the Phoenix Suns. All three of those guys with historic games, huge fucking numbers, all in tribute to Kobe Bryant. I just wanted to get your thoughts on that, maybe reflect a little bit on Kobe's 81-point game, just for those who don't know about that game. And just as a basketball fan, as a resident basketball fan, what did all that mean to you, and how did you feel about seeing all that? All right, I'm going to start with uh, what we saw in the game. So I'll start with yes, Joel sir. Embiid. Uh, what impressed me most about Joel Embiid was his ability to consistent, consistently create off the dribble for himself and hit clutch mid-range shots. Mm. Um, he was hitting dribble pull-ups, like one, two dribble pull-ups, one dribble pull-ups going left. He was bullying the front line of the San Antonio Spurs because they, they were just too skinny. <laughs> he was kidding. You got you got Wembenyama, and you got uh, Zach Zach Collins. Wemby's a beanpole. <laughs> they were too damn skinny, too damn small. And then you put um, the dude with the funny hair. I forgot his name. Um, Jeremy something Sohan. Uh, oh you put, yeah. You put Sohan on him, and I mean they're just too small. So Embiid was just having his way, and he he did what he was supposed to do. He dominated. Um, obviously. This isn't going to be a consistent thing, but this is <laughs> no. This is why Joel Embiid is in the conversation for best center in the NBA. Yeah, is because he can dominate a game like this, um, inside and out. Because again, his ball handling for his size, the way he moves, he's so fluid. He was hitting step back mid range jumpers like these were Kobe esque shots. <laughs> yeah, jumpers fading away in the mid range. Like his mid range game was on full display. Mm. And what made it all the more impressive was every point was needed. Yes. There was a point in this game when they were losing. They needed all 70 of these points, and Joel Embiid went to go get them. That's why he's been the MVP. I mean, I know I've said some stuff about him, but that's why he's been the MVP. We both said shit. (laughs) Because he can put up performances like this. That's right. Now, I want to talk about Cat for a second. Yes, please. Cat, look, like, great game, bro. 10 threes, 62 points. But, bro. How you have 62, but you only score four in the fourth? Woo! <laughs> I knew you were going to call him out for that one. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, yo, you don't move oh. like this. You are the big man. You demand the ball. I don't know right. what the fuck. Like, I don't know what happened. Like, I really don't know what happened. He, it doesn't make any sense. In the fourth? Like, you should have ended the game with 70 yourself. Absolutely. I thought he was going to. Because you are that talented. Absolutely. And so... He started off the game hot. They were up, and then obviously they ended up losing the game. Man, that's yeah. You never want that to be because, the stat. <laughs> it's funny because my friend who lives in Minnesota was he was telling me like, "Yo, I mean, Cat's having an amazing game, but Minnesota's gonna find a way to fuck this up," yeah. and they absolutely did. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's you never want to waste a performance like that with a loss, man. Like, no, that that's just what was the point? You all you do is t- all you all you're just tired now. You're just tired. Died. <laughs> yeah, died. Died. But uh, and then Kevin Durant. Mm. Um, he like I said, he dropped forty against the Pacers, and then he dropped yeah. forty three on Monday in back to back games. Big time. Uh, I mean, this man is shooting so efficiently from the field. He's aging like wine. And again, this is another one of those games where they needed all forty three of Kevin Durant's points, including mm. the last bucket. Yes, the game winning shot. Um, and I want to give a quick shout out to Yusuf Nurkic. Hell yeah. He made the right play. And it takes a lot of skill and awareness 
to be able to make this pass. And a lot of people won't understand it unless you played the game of basketball. So the, the play is set up where Grayson Allen is setting a screen for Kevin Durant to run towards Yusuf Nurkic. Mm. So Yusuf Nurkic can hand the ball off to KD so KD can get a clean look at the rim. Instead, that gets shut off. Nurkic notices it. KD makes a quick cut back to the left. Nurkic makes a beautiful bounce pass to Kevin Durant. Gets Kevin Durant the ball. He takes one dribble. Kevin Durant rises up for the shot around the elbow. He sees Alex Caruso coming up, jumping towards his right shoulder. He lets him fly, and as he lets him fly over, he clutches the ball under, readjusts his shot, and shoots the ball over. I forgot who it was, and that was the game. (laughs) Beautiful. And the thing with KD, he didn't even celebrate. He was just like, hey, good job. Hey, good job, y'all. Good job. He's like he's been here as usual. Like this man is the purest hooper in the game, and that's why I tell people all the time. That's why he's my favorite player. He's the purest straight hooper in the game, mind you. Oh, I forgot to mention this: the game against the Pacers when he dropped forty, he shot no free throws. Oh shit! I didn't even know that. (laughs) That's insane. That's forty with no free throws is crazy. And he's, I think he was like 18 of 25 shooting or something like that. It was crazy. Because in beating his 70-point game, I'm pretty sure it was like, what, 30% of those were free throws? He had a lot yeah, of them. So. He had a lot of free throws. But don't get me yeah. wrong. like I mean, it's points All points, deserved. But... Cool, yeah. Absolutely. But there's a difference, man. Oh, yeah. There's levels. But Durant is definitely my favorite. Has been for years and years. But like you said, he's been here. That man's business. He knows what, he, he knows what he's about. Whatever gets the team, the win is what he's going to do. Because the man's a champion. The man's a fucking dog. So another day at the office for Mr. Durant. But damn, impressive. And the timing of it is just mm-hmm. extra special. Extra oh, special. Did you, did you see um, Kevin Durant saying he deserves to be in the GOAT conversation? Mm, I didn't see that. Well, he said that. And, uh, of course, people are clowning him. So apparently he took that personally. Oh, boy. Yeah, apparently he took that very personally. Because he dropped 40 that. and he dropped 43. And um, I'm curious to see what he has tonight. I'm going to check real quick. Yes, sir. I'm very curious about that. You don't want to challenge Durant because that's a that man's an assassin, silent killer. He will just keep the receipts and then he'll humbly come back at you and just say, hey, here you go. Like, should he be in the goal conversation? We can say that for another day, of course. But Oh, someone else dropped 40 today. And this is why the Suns are crazy. Because Booker dropped 46 today. Holy shit. <laughs> what is going on this week? Oh, my God. It's probably just Kobe week. Everybody's just playing for Kobe this week. Fuck Man. it. Well, KD almost had a triple, though. He had 12, 10, and 7. Oh, Clearly today, they made a decision to get Devin Booker the ball. There you go. <laughs> Booker was that shine, too. I don't blame him. And this is why <laughs> we both picked them to go far in the playoffs is because – at any given night, one of them could just go off a four, and you can't just, you can't do anything about it. Damn near both of them will do it if you really let them. Like you're just at their mercy, like on right. your knees. Pause. Like what are you gonna do? <laughs> oh, no, like literally, so like yeah. Shot. And now Beal's healthy. Beal had twenty. Jesus Christ. Beal had twenty-seven and seven. Like, and they're shooting very efficiently. Like they're all shooting forty plus percent. Like they're gonna be such a fucking problem, dude. Suns are legitimately that good. So yeah. Oh, man. We'll see how long they keep it going. But, yeah, Durant, in that conversation, I'm not saying he's wrong either, but I'm saying no, it's a conversation for another day. But If I'm Kevin Durant, I should feel that way. You better feel that way, right? Yeah, like, Man's got no. the accolades. Let's be real. 
in the history of the NBA, no one has made scoring look as easy as Kevin Durant has. Nope. This dude, he he gets any shot he wants. Every angle. Doesn't see anybody. Nope. But the rim. It's it's him in the rim. So if he misses, he just misses. You didn't do anything to deter a shot. You were there? What the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. And (laughs) I love that. I fucking love that shit. So if I'm Kevin Durant and I know that's my game and I'm seven feet tall, I got a handle, I can get to the rack. Right. I can shoot over anybody. Like, I have to reiterate again. I I can shoot over anybody. Anybody. So, yeah, the guy is just like the prototype of a modern legend. Like, just the way he plays, body type, the skill set, the dog mentality, the accolades. Yeah, I wouldn't blame him for thinking he should be in that competition either. And he damn near is on his way. So, yeah, yeah, good luck. Don't let this man get more rings. You'll yeah. never hear the end of it. <laughs> Do I think he's the GOAT? I don't think he's the GOAT. Not the. No. But does he deserve to be in the conversation? Mm, that's Absolute. a spicy question. I think. Do you think? Do you think? In uh, your opinion. I feel in the conversation, yes. I don't think he's there yet. But again, not to go in-depth about it, but conversation, yes. I think he's earned the right to at least be discussed. That's as far as I'll take that. Like, discussed, yes. Mm. Not not the goat, mm-hmm. but damn it, he's not done. That's the catch too. It's like, yeah. yeah for me, like, it's hard to have a conversation about someone who's still playing the fucking game. So and we talked about that at length. He's 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 getting older, but he's only getting better. His shooting splits are fucking crazy. He's it's shooting fifty six percent from the field. He's shooting like forty one or forty three percent from three, and he's shooting eighty nine percent from the line. Jesus Christ! And he's averaging thirty. <laughs> so. What the fuck? <laughs> wow. He, he got drafted in 07. I'm just saying. Yeah. He's been doing this a minute. So I'm not surprised he's out there celebrating. He's just like, okay, what's for dinner? <laughs> yeah. This is this is his job. Yeah. Like, what's his, the man what's don't even brush his hair. You think he cares? Right. No, fuck no. <laughs> all the best ballers either shave the shit off completely or they don't brush it or anything. They just, yeah, yeah. It's all they, nappy. He don't care. He's my ball. No. Yeah, LeBron need to let his shit go. Like, I've been saying that for years. Shave Maybe he'll learn off, how bro. to shoot if he just let that shit go. That <laughs> <laughs> fucking wind resistance, bro. You can, <laughs> you can the aerodynamics, man. Shave that shit off. You can still wear the headband. Just shave the shit off. It's fine. I swear. I swear. Man, if they let you wear a do-rag, fucking wear a do-rag. I don't give a fuck. Just, <laughs> I can't with the, the fucking the hairline, man. It's running away from you. Just let it go, brother. Let it go. <laughs> God. Uh, talk to your fans. Wait for your last words of the night, sir. <laughs> Uh, 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 yeah, yeah. So my last words from my fans. Um, you know, it's crazy because I actually had something picked out today when I was driving to work about what mm. I'm going to say to my fans. All that <laughs> shit just went out the fucking window. It happens. So I'm going to say what I said last week and the week before that. <laughs> You're still on it, huh? <laughs> Wear a condom. Because you don't want to be like Ryan and get caught up in situations where you possibly could be the father. Fucking bear trap. <laughs> So please just wear a condom. Do it for yourself. Do it for yourself. Oh man, I just had an idea for a product. Bank Bros condoms. Whoa, that could be a fucking gold mine. We'll talk about that. We'll we'll workshop that off camera. Oh, I just you gave I, you me know, a brilliant idea. You know, like the cartoons, they get the dollar signs in their eyes. I just Bro, we're, felt that. I was like, <laughs> we're already called the Bank Bros, like the Bang Bros. You know, right? So. It's close enough, right? Like, there's. There's something there. There's something cooking. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, there. God. My last words are the same as they always are, and that's that y'all need to be telling your friends and your folks about this show. We are in year two. Check out our one-year anniversary special with Danny and Dre. 
big time. Let's get deep questions about relationships. Also talking with Dre's drunk ass, and it was hilarious for everyone included. Check out the clips this man put on. We got more coming out. And where can you find those clips? Where, of course, is the Bank Bro Show on YouTube, Facebook, and at gmail.com, and at Bank Bro Show on Instagram. We got more coming out on that front, too. So just stay tuned. Like I said, year two, more outreach, more social media, more content for your asses. So make sure you subscribe, you like it, you tell your friends, share it to all your homies. Because they're going to love it, too. It's good times for all. And again, if you want to hit us up and come on the show, we'd love to have you. Say your piece. What's on your mind about sports and life in general, relationships, whatever you got, we want to hear it from you because that's what we like to do. Yes, sir. In the meantime, make sure y'all come back and see us next week. We'll be right here, same channel, same time as we always are. And why is that? It's because the bank bros are in your city. We are always here for you. And you can bank on it. See y'all next week. Peace. One, two, three. Fuck, fuck.